a horrid shoot mass shooting occurs in Texas, and the Democrats just can't let this good crisis go to waste. But there are some warnings here. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Well, we had another mass shooting, and it's really kind of sad. Uh, this one, this one is is a tough one. It's up there with the uh, the Sandy Hook killings, the mass mur- mass murders. Uh, this is what we know, and to be honest with you, we don't know a heck of a lot yet. I really wasn't even going to talk about this, but the media is going absolutely nuts. So this is what we know. The shooter was an 18-year... This happened in Uvalde, Texas. The shooter was an 18-year-old Uvalde resident named Salvador Ramos. Now, that's the last time I'm going to use his name. So so he was, uh, uh, I believe, of Colombian origin. We know very little about him per se. He was troubled. We do know that. there. It's not clear if any red flags were set off with this kid. Uh, he was living at home his, with his uh, grandmother. His grandmother, his mother, I don't know what the story is with his father, but his mother apparently had drug addiction problems, and the mother was going to be kicked out of the house that we know today. The kid had some major issues. He got out of school at 16 because of COVID and just never returned to school. He never had a lot of close friends. He was apparently bullied because he was heavy and he had a lisp. Uh, He also practiced cutting. He used to cut himself because it felt good. He always made, didn't have a lot of friends because he always made, said very strange things. So the kid was troubled. So what ended up happening was he was at home. Some sort of domestic dispute started. He shot his grandmother. She's still alive. She's in critical condition. Then he took two rifles. I took a rifle and a a handgun. Now, none of that, again, has been really confirmed. There are pictures of the kid. It looks like he he has a long gun. Um, he had bought legally two rifles, AR-15 style rifles, when he turned 18. And he, on Instagram, they think he was showing off those rifles. Again, nothing's been really confirmed yet. He jumped into a car with at least one rifle and a handgun, drove to the entrance of Rob Elementary School in Uvalde, Uh, I guess he crashed into the fence, crawled over the fence, walked into the elementary school, broke into one of the classrooms, and just started shooting. He ended up killing 19 students and two teachers. Um, He also shot two police officers. One was a Border Patrol agent, a Special Operations Border Patrol agent. That Border Patrol agent started uh, actually killed him in the end. So 19 dead, two injured. They expect that might go up. But again, we just don't know what really happened. Now, it's important to... Re- and this is one of the reasons why I didn't even want to talk about this. I wanted to go over the WEF, the World Economic Forum, which we'll do tomorrow. But 
I, I figured, okay, the media's going crazy. The whole gun control thing is coming up again. And I, it, it's disgusting to me that this is even talked about before we know anything about this kid. We don't even know his, his legal status in the United States. We don't know if there were any... Red, well, we'll get to that. Matter of fact, we'll get to that right now. What do we not know about this whole thing that might have some relevance to the gun control argument here? Okay. Well, we don't know what started this. We don't know why he did it. We don't know what kind of uh, what kind of um, uh, fight he got in with his grandmother. We don't know if this guy has mental issues. We know he has mental issues. We don't know if he has a criminal record. We don't know if he was red flagged. If he was able to actually buy those weapons because he's been red flagged. Or if the red flag laws failed. We, we don't know any of that. We're not sure what kind of rifle he used. They're not even reporting that he used a rifle. We, we're pretty sure he used an AR-style rifle. It looked like it. But we're not really sure about any of that. None of that's been confirmed. Where did he get the handgun? He couldn't carry a handgun. He couldn't buy a handgun. I, I'm sorry. He, I think he maybe he could have bought a handgun. But he didn't apparently buy that handgun. They, they, did he buy the handgun? Where did he get the handgun? We don't know. Why did he select the school? Why did he select a specific class, classroom? What war, were there any warning signs on social media? There are rumors there were, but we still don't know. Did anyone know this kid? Did anyone see this kid having a problem? Did they report it? What do, what do these people say about him that knew him? None of these questions have been answered as of the recording of this podcast. But that does not stop the media and everybody else, politicians on the left, from bringing up their narrative and, and molding this into a narrative. Now, they've done this before. The left, left's the left has always done this. They start pointing fingers, calling people evil, and then we get some information that is basically blows them completely out of the water, and then suddenly everyone stops talking about it. For example, the Buffalo shooter. They don't talk about this part. They don't talk about his manifesto. They just talk about him being a white supremacist, and he was. But the problem is, he also hated Trump, he also hated Republicans, he also hated conservatives, he also hated Fox News, all that is, was in his manifesto. But they don't talk about that. They just point to Republicans, you're evil. Well, you're in line with the guy who shot up 10 people in a Buffalo supermarket because he's a white supremacist, because he said the same thing. That's why they're not, they, they talk about the Buffalo shooter right on the surface. There's a very good chance they're going to do the same thing with this shooter. Okay, well, so let's go over what the left. So, honestly, this gave Joe Biden a chance to maybe even save his presidency and help his party. All he had to do was unify the country. All he had to do in his speech yesterday was unify the country. He only had, it was a seven and a half minute speech. He looked terrible. It was at 8 o'clock Eastern time, which means he's probably four hours off from bed time. He probably needed to go to bed. He sounded terrible. You'll hear him. 
But all he had to do was try to unify the country. So let's take that seven and a half minute speech. Let's break it up a little bit. So here's the start of the speech. Good evening, fellow Americans. I had hoped when I became president, I would not have to do this again. Another massacre, Uvalde, Texas, an elementary school, beautiful, innocent, second, third, fourth graders. <clears throat> and how many scores of little children who witnessed what happened see their friends die as if they're on a battlefield, for God's sake? They'll live the rest of their lives. There's a lot we don't know yet. But there's a lot we do know. The parents who will never see their child again, never have them jump in bed and cuddle with them. <clears throat> parents will never be the same. To lose a child is like having a piece of your soul ripped away. There's a hollowness in your chest. You feel like you're being sucked into it and never going to be able to get out. Suffocating. And it's never quite the same. <clears throat> it's a feeling shared by the siblings and the grandparents and the family members and the community that's left behind. Scripture says, Jill and I have talked about this in different contexts, in other contexts. The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. So many crushed spirits. <clears throat> so tonight, I ask the nation to pray for them, to give the parents and siblings the strength in the darkness they feel right now. Okay, this wasn't terrible. Not bad. I mean, he sounds bad. He sounds very tired. He's quoting the Bible. He's expressing pain, you know, because he, he has lost a child before. He's expressing pain. But he sounds emotional, and he sounds empathetic. That's a good thing. But the problem is, I also hear, and speaking of the innocence of the children, that's all that stuff is great. All that stuff is fantastic. But you can hear it when he's, he, he, he's got an undertone. You can hear the rage is going to come out. And here it comes. As a nation, we have to ask, when in God's name are we going to stand up to the gun lobby? When in God's name we do what we all know in our gut needs to be done. It's been 3,448 days, 10 years since I stood up at a high school in Connecticut, a grade school in Connecticut, where another gunman ma massacred 26 people, including 20 first graders at Sandy Hook Elementary School. Since then, there have been over 900 incidents gunfires reported on school grounds. 
Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland, Florida, Santa Fe High School in Texas, Oxford High School in Michigan. The list goes on and on, and the list grows when it includes mass shootings at places like movie theaters, houses of worship, as we saw just 10 days ago at a grocery store in Buffalo, New York. I am sick and tired of it. We have to act. And don't tell me we can't have an impact on this carnage. And he loses it. So much for unity. Here, here's the question. The gun lobby. Did the gun lobby walk into that school and shoot 21 people? And exactly what gun lobby is he talking about? Is he talking about the people that own the guns? Because that's all I know. The NRA does lobby guns. They don't lobby liberals. They only lobby um, some conservatives and only some conservatives. The NRA mostly doesn't really lobby anybody. The, the NRA actually pushes laws. They go into the Supreme Court. They argue with the Supreme Court. They do not, they do not actually lobby anybody. But the fact of the matter is, you could consider me a gun lobbyist. I'm pro-Second Amendment. And the numbers, okay, he messes up the numbers, 340 instead of 3,000. That's an example of him being overtired. He really, I, I wasn't sure if he was tired or if he was just senile. I, I couldn't tell that, or he was just sad or whatever. But now you can tell he's just t tired because he's messing up his words. And he said there have been 900 gun incidents on school grounds. This is something that really gets me. Shouldn't we investigate that? Why is that happening? Guns on campus are illegal. That means anyone who brings a gun on campus is a criminal. But the problem with these people, that's the problem with these people. Don't investigate the actual problem. They don't go after the criminal. They go after the gun. Nothing is going to get solved unless folks sit and have a conversation and both discuss, okay, what is the problem here? Mass shootings have gone up. There's no question. But we need, and we need to discuss why. School shootings have gone up. There's no question. And we need to have a discussion why. But we need to have a reasonable discussion why. Joe Biden doesn't do this. And the NRA and gun control, gun, uh, gun advocates like me, I guess you could call me a lobbyist. I don't know. We're not pushing for gun legalization of guns on campus. No one's doing that. Nobody's happy that they go onto the campuses and start shooting people. No one's thrilled about that. I personally would just like peace. We've got kids that go to school. I don't want those kids in danger. Here's the thing. We can have an impact on this carnage. but And there are reasonable solutions, which we'll talk about a little later. That can be done. But the left has a completely different solution. And instead of discussing with the opposite side, they just decide to demonize everybody. And that's what Joe Biden is doing right now. He is alienating 50% of the country. Here's the next clip. I spent my career as a senator and a vice president working to pass common sense gun laws. We can and won't prevent every tragedy. But we know they work and have positive impact. When we passed the assault weapons ban, mass shootings went down. When the law expired, mass shootings tripled. 
The idea that an 18-year-old kid can walk into a gun store and buy two assault weapons is just wrong. What in God's name do you need an assault weapon for except to kill someone? Durant running through the forest with Kevlar vests on, for God's sake. It's just sick. He's been in politics since he was 29 years old and thinks, he says, things have gotten worse. What does that tell you exactly? That it's politicians like him that are completely ineffective. And by the way, what are common sense gun laws? What, what exactly is common sense gun laws? Define one for me, please. Because what he calls common sense gun laws, I call confiscation. I call monitoring. They never define that. And when we get to the politicians' response about this, we're going to keep that mind, keep that question in mind. Because I want to hear what these common sense gun laws are. And this, this statement about mass shootings dropping like a rock because a, there was an assault weapons ban that he passed in 1993 had nothing to do with assault weapons. It had to do with that law putting criminals in prison for long periods of time. He got a lot of crap about that. Remember? They were tell it, talking about talking about the the crime uh, bill that he passed in 1993, which supposedly had an assault weapons ban. It didn't have an assault weapons ban. But people who were caught with, with illegal weapons were thrown in prison, and they were thrown in prison not for a little bit of time, for a long time. And the left hated him for that. That was one of the things that he was going to lose the election was because of that assault weapons ban. And by the way, um, what is an assault weapon? Aren't all weapons assault weapons? Can't a knife knife be an assault weapon? Can't a bat be an assault weapon? We saw in Waukesha a car can be an assault weapon. What what exactly is he defining the assault weapon for? And then he does he does just a, a stupid thing. You know what do you need? What do you need with the um? What do you need a, a assault weapon for anyway? AR fifteen is what I think he's talking about. You know something. And I said this before, none of your damn business why I want an, a, a, a quote assault weapon or an AR-15. It's, it's none of your business. It's none of your business that I have it. It's none of your business where it is. It's none of your business how much ammo I have. It's my constitutional right. If I wanted to, I should be able to buy a freaking cannon. And then he always does that stupid Kevlar argument with the deer. Uh, I... I, I it's just stupid, but it gets worse. Here's the here's the last clip. Listen. And the gun manufacturers have spent two decades aggressively marking assault weapons, which make them the most and largest profit. For God's sake, we have to have the courage to stand up to the industry. Here's what else I know. Most Americans support common sense laws, common sense gun laws. I just got off a trip from Asia meeting with Asian leaders. And I learned of this while I was on the aircraft. And what struck me on that 17-hour flight, what struck me 
was these kinds of mass shootings rarely happen anywhere else in the world. Why? They have mental health problems. They have domestic disputes in other countries. They have people who are lost. But these kinds of mass shootings never happen with the kind of frequency they happen in America. Why? Why are we willing to live with this carnage? Why do we keep letting this happen? Where in God's name is our backbone? have the courage to deal with it and stand up to the lobbies. It's a time to turn this pain into action for every parent, for every citizen in this country. We have to make it clear to every elected official in this country, it's time to act. The gun manufacturers and the gun lobbyists, whoever the gun lobbyists are, had nothing to do with what the shooter did. Neither did the guns. The guns do not do anything unless the shooter does something. He did it. And he doesn't talk about the insanity of what this guy did or the evil that this guy did. He does talk about the evil of the gun lobbyists. He does talk and he does talk about the evil of gun owners. What do you need an AR for? What are the deers wearing Kevlar? He does talk about the evil of the gun manufacturers, but he never talks about the evil of the shooter. He only talks about the evil of anyone who has a gun. And that's the problem with this guy. He has just alienated 50, over 50% of the population. And again, he says, it's, it, we all agree on common sense gun. No, what, what, what is your definition of common sense gun law? Define this, please. This is something you're going to hear all the time now. We need common sense gun laws. Okay, well, first off, um, Define it. Tell, give me specifics on your common law gun control, because someone's going to be talking about a, a a bill soon, and that bill didn't get passed. It's going to be Steve Kerr. We'll bring that up. This is going to run long today, but but the fact is, uh, yeah, there was a lot of problems with that bill, a lot of problems. That's why I never got through the Senate. Common sense gun control laws is a cliche, and it's a cliche the left is going to use for at least two weeks. And by the way, it's a lie that the United States is is the leader in mass shootings. Yes, we have more than normal because we have 325 million people in the country. Norway also has shooting mass shooting problems. Finland has mass shooting problems. France has mass shooting problems. Australia has mass shooting. There are a bunch of other countries that have this exact same problem. So... We're going to have to see. The backbone that senile old Joe is, is talking about is a backbone that the government wants to come to our house and take our guns, and they want to make that a law. Well, good luck with that. That's not going to happen. Because here's the dirty little secret. It's about gun confiscation. That's what this whole thing's about. But it wasn't just Joe. I mean, not an hour after the shooting was reported. An hour the New York Times already released an article about gov gun control and how evil Republicans are and how Republicans and conservatives are responsible for the deaths of those children. I'm not kidding you. An hour. The bodies weren't even cold yet. And they're already writing that stuff down. 
And then Twitter, which I can't even go on right now. Twitter is just an absolute hotbed of BS. And of course, Twitter, hopefully Musk buys it because Twitter is pushing the gun control narrative in their, their little updates. Just here, here's one. Ruben Gallego from a Democrat from Arizona, he tweeted to Representative Daryl Issa, who's a Republican from my district in California. F your prayers. They haven't worked for the last 20 mass shootings. How about passing laws that will stop these killings? Then he tweeted to Ted Cruz. Just to be clear, F you, Ted Cruz, you effing baby killer. Okay, exactly how is this? I can't believe this is a House representative. How is this lowering the temperature? How is this going to fix anything? And why is Ted Cruz a baby killer? Because he doesn't want a gun confiscation? Because that's pretty much what these guys are against. They didn't walk into the school and kill anybody. Notice they don't talk at all about the shooter again. And by the way, this guy is in Congress. Why hasn't he proposed something? What proposal does he make? Well, with his um, fantastic conversational skills, uh, he didn't bother telling us what he proposes. Then, of course, there's AOC. Um, again, she releases this after we just found out. We didn't even know. At the time, we heard that two people died, not 21. She said, she tweeted, of course she tweeted, because that's what our representatives do now. They don't do anything, they just tweet. There is no such thing as being, quote, pro-life, end quote, while supporting laws that let children be shot in their schools, elders in grocery stores, worships in their houses of faith, survivors by abuser, or anyone in a crowded place. Well, AOC, as usual, got blown out on that tweet. Candace Owens and many others asked what laws would have prevented this shooting. In other words, define it. What laws would you have passed that would have stopped this shooting? Crickets, of course. Nothing was answered. Also, um, just to be aware, she now she's, she's applying the anti-abortionists to the shooter. So she's actually melding a couple things. Well, here's the thing. Um, it's a tragedy. 19 kids died. 60 million have died since Roe versus Wade. 60 million babies have died since Roe versus Wade. So, yeah, I'm still pro-life and I'm pro-gun. And AOC's an idiot. Okay, and then there's Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot. She said in a statement, As a nation, we simply cannot allow this to continue every single day children and young people are losing their lives to people who do not value the sanctity of life and take advantage of the unabated presence of firearms in our communities now more than ever we must push our legislatures legislators to pass sweeping and effective gun control measures our children's lives depend on it now i don't want to hear a effing thing from Lori lightfoot her city is the one of the most violent cities, not in the country, in the world. They compare it to San Salvador, El Salvador. It is that dangerous in that city, and she has the strongest gun control measures in the country, outside of, of California and New York. 
I don't say outside. I mean, they're, they're about equal. So the question I have for her, okay, well, your gun control measures didn't work. So what do you propose to do? Of course, they'll never talk about it. We will. Gun confiscation. They want them all taken away. They want to take away legal guns. Of course, the big problem with that is if you take away all the guns from the legal gun owners, then the only people who have guns are criminals. And by the way, this is a woman who was pushing for defunding the police and getting rid of the police force. But the coup d'etat here was Chris Murphy, a Democrat from gun control, and he said pretty much the same thing that Biden said as he's pushing gun control. Listen to what he had to say. Find a path forward here. Work with us to find a way to pass laws that make this less likely. It will not solve the problem of American violence by itself, but by doing something, we at least stop sending this quiet message of endorsement to these killers whose brains are breaking, who see the highest levels of government doing nothing. Okay, you want to do something? How about figuring out why people's brains are breaking? I don't think anyone will argue that people that there's more mass shootings now. I don't think anyone will argue with that. But then, shouldn't we figure out why there are more mass shootings? It's not because there are more guns. There are, there are as many guns now as there have ever been. And people, most people who buy guns don't start shooting up schools. Isn't there some reason we could figure out why this is happening? And by the way, he even openly admits, well, it's never going to solve all the all, mass. It's not going to solve all the mass shootings. Well, that's half the problem with you guys. You you always say this and you then you'll bring it up until there is complete gun confiscation, which is what the Democrats want. Any shooting, no matter what laws are out there, there are always going to be laws. Evil people do evil things and they don't pay attention to laws. That's a reality. But the difference is, you know what that school could have used? An armed guard. That school could have been hardened a little bit. And they totally ignored that. They they talked about, well, there, there was a fence around the school. The fence was four feet high and it was a chain link fence. Even an old man like I could get over that. The school had no security, no guards, nothing. What would have stopped that kid is an armed guard, an armed policeman there. So this is part of the argument. They want complete gun confiscation, and I say the opposite. You know what? If someone in that place, if a teacher or someone in that place had a gun, they probably would have stopped this a lot sooner. And not to mention, this is I, I, policy is never based on we need to do something. Ben Shapiro said at base, okay, what, what is that something? Run into a wall? Bang our heads on a wall? That's doing something. Is that going to prevent anything? You need a reasonable solution. And a reasonable solution takes debate. But the Democrats don't want to do that. They just want to call Republicans evil. Well, that, you're never going to have a, a debate. There, there, there has to be some unity here someplace. You have to figure it out. They don't want to do that. Then, of course, there's Barack Obama. 
and he's he he tweeted because he can't shut his freaking mouth uh, across the country. Parents are putting their children to bed, reading stories, singing lullabies, and in the back of their minds, they're worried about what might happen tomorrow after they drop their kids off at school or take them to the grocery store or any other public space. It's long past time for action. Any kind of action. There it is. Any kind of action. Well, like what? Like what? Do you realize all of these tweets, plus the audio of Biden, nobody says what action. We need to take any kind of action. Well, like what? Gun confiscation. That's what they want. That's all they want. Take all the legal guns away. Um, they'll never say they want gun confiscation. They won't. It's political suicide. Easily 70% of the country believes we should have guns. We should be able to carry guns. Be able to have. As a matter of fact, a lot of the country, I think probably over 50% believes we should be able to carry them. And seeing that Democrats want to get rid of the police forces and they don't want to put, uh, they don't want to put criminals in prisons, I'm thinking things are going to become the Wild West really quickly in these blue states. And the reality is, all the Democrats admit there really isn't much that's going to stop this. And the and they're right. No law is going to stop this. Why? I said it already. Evil is going to, evil people are going to do evil things and they're going to violate the law. Let's take a look at what this kid did. He violated the law. He was carrying a, he was, he first shot his grandmother. That's against the law. Then he carries a handgun without a permit. That's against the law. Then he walks onto a schoolyard with, with, a couple of guns. That's against the law. Then he starts shooting and killing kids. That's against the law. What law were you going to pass that was going to stop this kid? The Democrats are basically using this for their narratives and they've got a set of narratives, right? And they will take any shooting that they can and mold it to the narrative they want. If it's a white shooter, they'll scream white supremacy. Even if the shooter had nothing to do with white supremacy. I mean, we saw that with Buffalo. That was a white supremacist shooter? Not a question. Okay? For some reason, we have no idea why the... We still, to this day, have no idea why the Las Vegas shooter shot his thing. Was it because of white supremacy too? Probably not. And so that one just kind of disappears. The shoot, If the shooter's not white, they sit back and they call it gun control. They call for gun control. So white shooter, white supremacy. Person of color shooter, gun control. And if the shooter is not white, and he did it for hateful reasons based on race, like the Brooklyn shooter did, the Brooklyn subway shooter, the story just goes away. And no matter what, no matter what, Republicans are always evil. Doesn't matter why the shooter did what they did. The Waukesha driver drives over 60 people. Republicans are evil. And then we got to drop the story because it doesn't match our narrative. The Brooklyn subway shooter is, shoots because he's a black supremacist. Well, Republicans are evil because they want, don't want gun control. And let's drop the story because that doesn't exactly work for the narrative. This is scary stuff. This is how 
concentration camps are created. Just accuse your opponent of being evil. And it justifies any type of action that you do. And there's always that thing, well, well, Hitler, if Hitler, if you knew about Hitler, wouldn't you put him in a concentration camp? And that's what Democrats are, well, they're evil, they're going to do bad things, they're going to do bad things, they're trying to kill your kids. We need to put them in jail. So it's like the January 6th rioters, there's half of them are still in jail. It's because they're evil. You don't think that can happen to me or you? How, how long do you think it's going to be before they're going to be re-education camps? And by the way, this isn't some conspiracy theory. This is where we're heading. This is what happened in the Soviet Union with the gulags. This is what happened in Germany with the Jews. This is what ha- is happening in China with the Uyghurs. Absolutely just incredible. And by the way, this is the reason people need to be armed. This is exactly the reason the government fears stepping over that line because most of the population is armed. A lot of the population. I don't know if it's most. I, I think it's it's a lot of the population is armed. Maybe not in Los Angeles, but there are states where everyone owns more than one gun. Okay, I, I we'll talk about Steve Kerr tomorrow because I'm already over and I, I don't want to go too long on this. Uh, visit my website at uh, dumbassestalkinpolitics.com. Um, take a look at some of the uh, links that I have, and you can look at the videos. Have a great day. We'll talk to you tomorrow. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics.